Sugar Blossoms, hello, what a week it is, it's a good week, why is it a good week? I've been doing some self-discovery and exploration sexually, that's why it's a good week, (laughs) and that's why it's relevant to you guys. I'm going to tell you all about it, this episode we're going to cover that, I'm going to introduce a new segment to Sugar Pussy, and we're going to talk about a side of sugar dating that doesn't get a lot of attention that I think is super underrated and really pretty exciting stuff, so I'm excited to get into that. Okay, self-discovery. In order to dive into this very quickly, I have to tell you about how I got into BDSM in the first place. Like most people, I watched the porn and I got really fascinated by the intensity of it and the things that it made me feel. However, I decided I wanted to experience some stuff for myself when I was 16. Okay, very young. Well, I was on a chat group. I would go and I thought it was really funny to mess with people in this chat group. It was a bunch of horny old dudes. I had some weird hobbies. Okay, I was very bored and I was at home a lot. Homeschooled, remember? Okay, <laughs> judge me. Anyway, I was on these chat groups and I, I met I met one who advertised himself as a dom and he was actually really nice and I talked to him for like a while before introducing this idea to him. I got comfortable and I was like, hey, I'm really interested in experiencing this. And I knew he lived super far away, so I figured I was relatively safe. And he was like, all right, well, do you want to do, do you want to try it for like a week, like do a distance thing? And I'm like, I do. However, I'm really not comfortable sending pictures or anything. Remember, I was 16. And honestly, when I said that, I didn't think he was going to be interested at all anyway. But shocker, he was. He wanted to do it anyway, even though I really don't think he got anything out of this this deal anyway. But we did it. A really quick interjection here is I 100% lied about my age. So 16, very young, very creepy. I understand that, but I do need to be honest with you guys about how old I was. Otherwise, the timeline and everything I tell you isn't going to make sense. But I 100% lied. I said I was over 18, and that's why this guy was 100% down. No other reason. So for a week when I was 16, I had this sort of like weird master-slave long-distance dealio, and it was really actually a pretty cool experience, Um, and I actually like followed everything he said, and I really liked it, and after the week was over, like I ended it because I knew that at this point it was kind of, I have to commit to this or I don't have to commit to this, but that really opened my eyes to a lot of the power dynamics and a lot of the stuff. That was the first time I ever heard about like being collared, that kind of stuff. It was really cool. It was really fun. That's how I got into it. I really liked it. Then I get my first boyfriend and I ask him if he'd be interested in trying this stuff and he was and we started out as me being submissive but he wanted to reverse the roles really badly and when we did that he fucking loved being submissive. Like loved it. He wanted me to dom for him almost every time we had sex, which got very old very quickly for me. I didn't love it, but I think the reasons I didn't love it were because of just our relationship, because I felt the pressure and I didn't know very much. I wasn't doing the research I should have been doing, etc. I mean, I was 17. So I decided then, especially after I took like BDSM tests and stuff, 
that I was pretty much entirely a submissive and I didn't have a, like a, <laughs> a dominant bone in my body anymore. Well, from the experiences that I did with that boyfriend, I can tell you I do have a dominant bone in my body. I just don't love it. It's like, it's like something that the time has to be right, the dynamics has to be right, the mood has to be right, the people have to be right everything has to be right for it to come out. But I definitely do have a dominant bone in my body. I actually really love the power. Like I love the power. It's such a good time. It's like a, it's like just, it just feels good. Or I mean, so I thought, okay, it's time to roast myself a little bit here, you guys, and be really extremely open and just clear about this with you. Okay. So backing up a couple months ago, I have this friend who, when I started feeling like maybe I wanted to dom again, I decided it was going to be my prey. Now, he, I have to, like, give him hella credit here because he is the perfect blank slate to be a submissive. Seriously, absolutely perfect. I chose well, okay? I chose very, very well. Perfect target for this. Ladies everywhere, if you want the sweetest little sub dude <laughs> let me know because he's adorable he's perfect for it okay okay but that's not the point i started to change my language with him and i started to prep this visit because the past week i've been visiting him so i started to prep this like <clears throat> a couple months ago and kind of you know introduce this to him lightly and over time because as i predicted he struggled. He struggled a little bit accepting this side of himself. He really would rather be a dominant person. Anyway, he struggled a little bit, but in the end I won and he gave in and he was, he was great. So I'm going to be very clear here. I didn't take this very far. I didn't get over my head too much. It kept it very innocent and everything really stayed very, very, very vanilla this entire time. Don't get me wrong. Okay, but so he gave in. <laughs> Boom. Step one, accomplished. Step two, I actually have to fucking take control and call the shots. Fuck. I, I, learned, I learned a lot about myself in the last couple days, you guys. I learned a lot. I learned that I'm right. I am first and foremost a submissive. And I love being a submissive. Because genuinely... I enjoyed, I enjoyed the power. I enjoyed the feeling of, you know, somebody being there and being super sweet and wanting to please and wanting to fulfill and everything. I loved it. It was great. But, but the timing was off. The timing was severely, severely off because, you know, recently Andrew left and the feelings of wanting to dom again really came from having the submissive inside of me fulfilled. And now that Andrew is gone, like I really haven't I really haven't had that fulfilled for me. And <laughs> right now in my life, all I want, all I want you guys, rant mode is to be fucking destroyed. I want to be used, thrown around a room, shoved on my knees, spit on, called a worthless fucking whore, and slapped like hard as fuck. Like that is all I want right now. And so trying to be dominant with somebody wasn't going to happen. 
it was some serious, serious affirming self-discovery the last week. Let me fucking tell you. Because as much as I was glad that I did this and I learned this about myself, like, you know, it's just the timing was off. So if I regroup and I have that, uh, if I have that submissive me, (laughs) subby me fulfilled, then sure, I think that I would really like to take control and have that power in my life. But right now is not the time. And... (laughs) I realized this pretty fucking quickly. But, you know, all in all, it was a really good time. It was a good week. And I am really glad that I did this when I did this and tried it with the person that I tried it with. And I am kind of happy to know that I still have the ability in me and I can be more of a switch if I want to be a switch it just has to be the right time and the right person and yeah so I had fun it was it was fun it was all good everybody's good all right you guys what a whirlwind of an intro but I wanted to share that because a lot of you have expressed interest in me talking about BDSM so I figure if I'm going to go through some self-discovery when it comes to BDSM or try new things or learn new stuff about it. I should include you in that journey. So if you liked it, if you want more of that, let me know on the survey or DM me on Instagram. I'm always available for questions or for topics that you guys have. And honestly, it's just it's just fun and it should be kept fun and open communication is really the important thing. So always remember that anytime that you're trying something new, especially when you're involving somebody else, the most important thing is just that everybody's on the same page and everybody's communicating and everybody is getting what they want out of the situation. I don't want anybody to think that I went into this and I manipulated him at all. Everything was consensual and everything was happy. And like I said, I didn't really take things very far. It was strictly experimental and new for both of us and we both had a good time so end things there and get to the rest of the episode which i talk about sugar dating and then i get to our new segment so stick around for that and enjoy Oh, I love a good sugar pussy. Sugar dating. All right, you guys, I'm going to talk today about a side of sugar dating that doesn't get a lot of attention or doesn't get a lot of love. It's a side that when I first started, I didn't really know it existed. Or if I heard of it, I kind of brushed it off, didn't think it mattered, didn't think it was really all that crazy or a reason to do sugar. However, now I have learned I was very much wrong. Honestly, this side of sugar has become something really important to me and it's become almost as important to me as the money and as the relationship connection. This side, it goes hand in hand with the relationship and connection that you make with these people, but it's something that can only be offered by certain ones and it's something that you can search for and you can moderate with who you choose as your sugar daddy. What I'm talking about right now is the networking 
and mentorship side of sugar dating. So I've talked a little bit about it before, but I definitely have not gone as in-depth as it deserves to go in-depth with. I haven't given you personal experiences with this. So I'm going to do that today, and hopefully I can kind of give you more insight as to what I mean and what it is that they can truly offer. So the money is great and all, but if you find someone who can offer you something that's going to last you a lot longer than they are, than an arrangement is, I think that's far more valuable than an allowance, right? A big benefit to actually appreciating this and actually seeking it out is that it's not just you benefiting. So sugar daddies love and adore getting a sugar baby who's going to listen to them going to respect what they have to say and their experiences in life and wants to learn and wants to do exciting things. That is going to go super, super far with these guys. And if you express that right away, if you're open about wanting that right away, you're going to attract higher quality sugar daddies. You're going to attract the ones that have something to offer, know they have something to offer and want to offer it versus the ones who are literally only looking for sex. So if you want to get all these other benefits out of it as well, I personally think a lot of it goes into selecting a good daddy and a lot of it is truly comes down to their success. So so most of the people that are on this site and legit on this site for an arrangement are successful, but some are more successful than others. There are people who can afford a sugar baby who don't have the kind of success that I'm talking about and then kind of networking potential that I'm talking about. So what is it that I'm talking about? Well, I have various experiences with it because like I said, it's not something that I cared about or sought out for a long time as a sugar baby. Fortunately, my favorite sugar daddy I've ever had is someone who is wildly successful, someone I connect with really well. We have a fantastic relationship and he loves giving me the information through conversation that I eat up. Okay, so so this is a big reason why we do well in the first place. But David, who I had an arrangement with, who came to town every couple months in college, he was an extremely successful entrepreneur. He was extremely successful with the leadership side of business. And he had gone through a lot in life to get to where he did, but he's an extremely successful person now. And he has given me so, so much useful and valuable knowledge and information in our time together. How this happened and how this went about, because I wasn't searching for it, I wasn't looking for it. When we first started talking and getting together, we would talk about things like books. We both really liked to read and we liked to read the same stuff, which was honestly amazing. I'm still shocked over this, but he was reading the same kind of like epic fantasies and stuff that I was. So fucking exciting. (laughs) Never meet people who like the same stuff I read. It's awesome. And then he finally tapped into my love of travel and I was talking about a little bit and then I asked him and he talked about how much traveling he's done. And when he got out of college, he traveled for six months and then he got a job working for the military. And then he did all these different things. Like he worked his way up into what he does now, which is consulting for startups, but extremely high level startups. And he has a lot of money and he travels a lot for work and it's really impressive. However, in college, I hadn't really figured out for a long time what it was I wanted to do. And I I mean, I still don't. 
exactly know what I want to do. I have lots of interests all over the place. But I had absolutely no idea how much I loved entrepreneurship until I met him. And it took me a long time to figure this out too with our conversations because he would start talking about something and I would just naturally get interested. And my little brain would start to ask all these fucking questions. And I would be like, okay, I know this is stupid, but what about... And I would just drill and drill and drill. And I pieced together a lot and I asked a lot of questions. And I learned so much about business and about entrepreneurship. I learned about failures. I learned about successes. And I learned about different interests he's had. And all the people he's met and how the teams have come together. And he talked about some of the like big competitors he's had. I'm talking like fucking Disney. He's, I mean, this is, it's been, it's been so fucking cool knowing somebody who's up there and, and doing stuff and I can, I can watch it. I, I just drilled and trolled and trolled and I had no idea. I was so interested in this stuff until I met him. And of course I got all of this over whiskey. So why did I want to call this whiskey in business? Because we would go sit at whiskey bars and we would talk about business almost every time we hang out. And I started to worry. I started to be like, well, this is his life and his career. Doesn't he ever get sick of talking about this? Like, should I be trying to control the conversation so it doesn't go there so much? And I would start paying attention a little bit more because, you know, when you're sipping whiskey for a couple hours and <laughs> and it's the kind of whiskey I was getting, it gets to you pretty fucking quick. I would always be going back to the hotel with him rather drunk and I had so much fun every single time. But because of that, I started to be like, okay, I need to tone it back just a little bit and kind of read this better. Make sure that this is a two-sided thing that he's liking this conversation. And so I started to do that and what I realized is like, absolutely he loved it okay because this wasn't like problems this wasn't his business problems this was stuff that he knew this was stuff that he was good at and he had somebody to listen who he knew he was helping and teaching and that is what's cool about it is you're not it's not the same stresses that an actual day-to-day work is putting on you like when you're talking about something that you do in a way that it's that both people are excited about it it's not the same as like doing your job at all other things that I've gotten on this note on this networking side mentorship side of sugar is I've gotten job offers I've gotten people who are like you know it'd be really cool if you worked for me and I've obviously I've turned them all down I'm not about to (laughs) get hired because I met them on a sugar dating site. I'm not about to use the fact that I'm their sugar baby to get a job, anything like that. But what is cool about this is that you do have the opportunity to meet people in high places. You have the opportunity to have networking done. If you make a good impression, if you are on top of your game, if you are focusing on this side of the sugar and you're not actually intimate, you could entirely use this as a a networking scheme. Like, I don't see anything fucking wrong with that. I'm sure some people see something wrong with that, but I don't personally. You, You meet powerful people on this site. If you are 
professional, if you are humble, if you show what you're capable of, they see it and they respect it because they're on that site too. And any of the ones that don't, because I've definitely run into ones that don't respect you. They can just go get fucked though. I don't hang out with them. So like most people who are on the site see both sides. They see the value and they actually think that being on the site is something intelligent, which it is. It's truly intelligent. I mean, use what you got. There's nothing wrong with that. So most people see that. Most people see the benefits and the straightforwardness of something like sugar dating and they don't, they don't let that veil their entire opinion of you. Not to the point where this can't turn into something really fucking valuable. I would say if you're fucking them, don't turn them in to an actual boss. However, using connection and gaining knowledge is something absolutely do. That is something that is super underrated and super underappreciated in sugar dating, like in general. And the last thing I would say about this is even if you're not there for mentorship or anything in a specific area, there is still a lot of knowledge and still a lot of experiences you can you can gain and you can learn from when you sugar date. And so it's something to be open to and it's some it's a reason to shop around for a good sugar daddy versus accept the first one that comes along and offers you a little bit of cash. So one of the things that really, really matters to me is that I've noticed that the the quality ones are the ones happy to pay. And that's like a weird little tip, I guess. But it's just always been fact for me. The ones worth my time are the ones happy to give more. The ones who I've really, really gotten a ton out of these things from are also the ones who give me the most as far as financial help, which is a big reason a lot of people sugar date. It's a big reason I sugar date. But really, there's so much more to be gained. And probably I can think of two that if I hadn't gotten any financial help out of ever, I still would have done everything the same and I can say that genuinely and I can say that honestly like the relationship was amazing and I got so much out of it it was just a fantastic relationship and a fantastic experience in my life that I would have done it without the money I mean a lot of them without the money they just wouldn't have gotten started and so I can't say that about them however the two I have in mind right now definitely could have found their way and is starting without seeking arrangements had things lined up properly and it's really cool. I think that's fucking awesome to think about. Like, I I could have just had this relationship with these people because I like them and I want to spend time with them and I want to do cool stuff with them. But they cared about my well-being and they cared about me and they wanted, they wanted this cut and dry, this is what our relationship is experience and this is what we got and it was amazing for everyone. So, that's pretty much what I have to say about about this side of sugar dating I think it's I think it's awesome I think it's super underrated and I think that it's something that when you're first looking for a sugar daddy you should keep in mind because if you just stick it out and you wait for a quality one you're going to get so much more out of the experience than if you just accept the first person who comes along offering something to you it might be frustrating it's going to get irritating with how long it might take and you might have to kind of shop around a bit learn a little bit 
to really figure out what's going to work for you, but it's worth it. Okay, you guys, topics that are coming up with sugar dating, because I know that sugar hasn't been a huge priority topic the last few episodes. I just want to give you guys an idea of what's to come, some of the stuff that I have in mind. I am going to a new city for a while, so I want you guys to experience finding a new sugar daddy in a new city with me. I think that kind of going through that whole process with me will be really, really cool. And I want to show you guys like how it happens and how it works and how many people I have to go through until I find a good one. So I'm going to let you guys come along that journey with me. And we're going to talk about sugar dates while traveling, which is kind of a really fascinating subject. Um, I've definitely heard of girls using seeking arrangements and using sugar dates as a way to travel before. Uh, I think that would be pretty challenging, but it's definitely doable. So that's a subject we are going to breach. It's time for sex tips of the week with Ellie. Are you motherfuckers ready? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Okay. So this is kind of a story. This is kind of a sex tip. We're going to combine both of them. All right. Okay, and I actually, I'm not going to lie, he's been gone for three weeks now, and I definitely got my review back, like, a long time ago. But bringing it to you guys, bringing it to my sugar blossoms, Andrew's review of the Tanga egg that I got him. <sighs> Ellie, did you get a video like you wanted? Oh, yes, I absolutely got the video I wanted, and it was beautiful, and it was special, and I was very happy and giddy inside when I saw it. Mm. But you guys, <laughs> he likes it. Now, the more important part to <laughs> to this is that it was something shared between us after he'd already left. So he left, da 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 da, and I'm sitting here, oh, I miss you, right? But he's able to Snapchat me like this little thing that we both were excited about before he even left. So. I got to kind of experience something with him even after he was gone. And that was what was kind of fun about it. So my sex tip basically from the Tanga Egg is that you can set up ways to sexually connect and have sex with each other in your heads or like emotionally. When you're apart, you can set that stuff up ahead of time. So maybe when you're together, you take an extra picture when they're not around. And then later you can be like, hey, remember this time? took this picture for you and you can kind of revisit that time or like the sex toy buy each other sex toys and then when you're apart like hey I'm using this thing that you got me and it's like you kind of go back in time and you remember what it was and what it what what it meant when you guys were together and it just kind of reconnects you and it's really sexy and it's really fun so that is the first sex tips with Ellie I hope you guys enjoy it. I can't wait for some of the ones I have planned. They're super fun and <laughs> they're super sexy. And oh boy, some of them are going to be sort of sex tips and some of them are going to be a sort of story times with Ellie. So I'm excited for this little segment to grow. All right, you guys, the propane to my heater just ran out. So we're going to wrap this episode up now. But thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for following and for telling all of your friends about this podcast. And 
I got so much feedback this week. It was amazing. So keep that coming in and keep telling me what you guys want to hear about, what I can talk about, and what questions you have. Give me a follow on social media if you haven't already. And I will see you guys back next week for another episode of Sugar Pussy. Oh, I love a good sugar pussy. <laughs>